Does Simon Belmont crack that whip? Give the pass the slip? Step on a crack? And break his mama's back? Find out in this special review episode of Cheerful Ghost Radio. Cheerful Ghost Radio is a podcast from the Cheerful Ghost community about interesting stuff in gaming and other various bits of nerdery. Hi everyone, and welcome to Cheerful Ghost Radio. My name is Tim, and for this episode, I'm joined by... John. And Travis. And in this episode, we're talking about one of the most beloved Ness classics, Castlevania. But first, John has an important message for all those internet fact checkers out there. So if you listen to Cheerful Ghost Radio, you know that I'm wrong a lot. And you're okay with that because you're still listening to the show. So congratulations, you. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. So in the last episode, I talked a little bit about the lineage of the Belmont clan. I misread Wikipedia. How could you do that? How could you misread Wikipedia? Well, friends, in the moment I typed it in and I just kind of read the sentences in the wrong order. It happens. It happens. Unless it's you and you never do that, but that's okay. That's okay. So, um, according to actual facts, um, the Castlevania Belmont lineage started with Leon Belmont. And he actually, uh, they talk about that in the Castlevania show season two. And, um, then the lineage continues from Leon who originates it, uh, to Trevor, then Christopher, then Soyliu, then Simon, who's in this game, by the way, uh, Juste, Richter, and then Julius. Um, so I just wanted to apologize because it's not a cool to get facts wrong. I don't want to upset people. And I apologize to Video Games, America, and the universe. It's okay, John. Because we're in a past, uh, a post-fact world now, so I, I think it's okay. <laughs> All right. According to Wikipedia, Castlevania is an action platformer video game developed and published by Konami for the family computer disc system video game console in Japan in September of 1986. It was ported to cartridge format and released in North America for the Nintendo Entertainment System in May of 1987 and in Europe in 1988. It was also reissued for the family computer in cartridge format in 1993. Players control Simon Belmont, who has entered Castlevania to defeat the vampire Count Dracula. It is the first game in Konami's Castlevania video game series. It was followed a month later by the MSX2 game Vampire Killer, and also succeeded by Castlevania 2 Simon's Quest and Castlevania 3 Dracula's Curse on the NES. Super Castlevania 4, which follows the game setting, was released in 1991 for Super Nintendo at a remake for the Sharp X68000. Is that how you say that? Home Computer was eventually re-released for the PlayStation as Castlevania Chronicles in 2001. Hey there, this is Travis from Truthful Ghost Radio, and thanks for listening to the show. 
you like what we're doing here and want to help support us, I encourage you to head over to Cheerful Ghost and click the little heart at the top of the page. You can help us fund the important work of this podcast and Cheerful Ghost by supporting us on Patreon, which is a site for funding the things you love. If you fund us at a member level, you get awesome benefits, so head over to CheerfulGhost.com, find what funding level works for you, and support Cheerful Ghost on Patreon today. All right, let's jump straight into our review. Travis, why don't you start us off? Okay, yeah, I played this game a lot when I was a kid. I have not played it in years until we started playing it for this review, and I didn't remember a lot of it. And one of the things that stuck out to me about this playthrough is that, you know, Metroidvania takes its name from Metroid and Castlevania, and this isn't really even a Metroidvania game. It's pretty linear. Um, I guess, you know, they added those in in later entries, but I was kind of surprised to find that it was just pretty much a straightforward action platformer. Um, but it was, it's pretty solid. It's pretty good. Uh, I thought the graphics were really good for the time that it came out. Uh, everything kind of sets the mood, the music, like we mentioned in the Castlevania season two review last episode, um, the video game music for these Castlevania games has always been stellar. And it started with the NES and that first stage theme gets stuck in my head just randomly. It has for years. Even if I go, you know, six years without really hearing it, it'll just pop into my head. It's so catchy and so great. Um, yeah, I think the, the graphics and music work together to really set the mood for the game, you know, such as you could on the NES hardware. Uh, sometimes the controls kind of get in your way, which is pretty par for the course for early NES games or even mid generation NES games. Sometimes the controls were wonky. Like if you try to jump in an arc, but there's something in front of you, you don't go over that lip. You just jump straight up. And I died to that a few times, but you know, in general, I thought the controls were really good. The whip action just feels great. One thing that I, kept trying to do was to whip up and you can't do that. <laughs> that throws your special move, which, you know, I'm just so used to being able to attack up. I kept trying that and it would attack up usually because I was, had something in my special slot for that. But yeah, in general, the controls are really solid, just occasionally problematic. I felt like the, the difficulty curve ramped up really well. It's a pretty hard game though. It's pretty hard overall. But if, you know, we recently reviewed um, Ghosts and Goblins and <laughs> if the difficulty curve is way more satisfying in this game than that one. But this is still a Nintendo hard game. Um, I did run into a couple of I don't know if you'd really call it bugs or not, but ways that you can cheese bosses that I didn't try to seek out. But like on the second boss in the game. The boss never even moved. Like as long as you attack it really hard, it's just gonna. Did sit you have there holy water? You... Uh, no, I just used the whip. <laughs> oh really? Because yeah. that's that's how I beat the Medusa's head. Is if you throw holy water down, uh, it basically like stun blocks Medusa. <laughs> so yeah. that's what I was doing. Yeah, um, the first one that I really struggled with, like really struggled with, was the Frankenstein's monster. And I ended up checking YouTube and found out that you can cheese that one the same way. But I did use holy water for him and basically just stuck him in place and he couldn't move. But I, I, 
couldn't like as I was playing after that point, I don't think I ever got past that before when I played it as a kid. So everything else was new. And the next boss was this grim reaper looking kind of boss. And I could not beat that. I tried it like 50 times. I could not get through it. So I went and watched the rest of it on YouTube and I didn't realize how close to the end I was. It's a pretty short game overall. Like there's some full plays of it you can watch where they're not even really speed running. They're like 20 minutes. So I think this is another example of Nintendo using difficulty to extend the length that you'll play a game, which isn't, it's not bad. It's not a bad design choice. And I think Castlevania is more fair about it than other games of the era, like Ghosts and Goblins again. But yeah, overall, very good game, especially for the time. All right, John, let's go into your thoughts. I would say Castlevania is hard, but fair. Um, I I really liked it a lot, but I'm going to critique it a little bit. But before I critique it, I want to talk about what game this feels like. And it just kind of came to me that this game feels like another Konami game that I played a lot more of, which is the original Ninja Turtles on NES. It just remind the platforming just hmm. reminds me of that game. It just feels like it. The, the graphics, I don't know, seems similar ish. Yeah, guess. that's a good point. Yeah. So they just seem like very similar games. I would say I know people are going to murder me for this, but I think Ninja Turtles platforming is better uh than this one and this that's kind of my critique of castlevania in general the jumping is odd like you can't jump over and i guess that's kind of what you expect in a nintendo game but again this is konami so it's not nintendo making this one but when you jump up straight in the air you you have to kind of get a running jump going you can't just jump up and then move over which is fine it's fine it's fine and and i've said in other episodes that i think you know landing on platforms is a little weird but honestly like the more that i play castlevania the more that that's not a problem uh for me actually so um those are just my only critiques of it and i i don't even critique the hardness of it i don't think it's I, I think you just it's just a game you have to learn. You have to learn what you do at this particular enemy. You have to learn how you attack, you know, come at this certain level. And there are always ways to cheese it. Like you say, I figured out the holy water stun from Medusa as well. Makes the boss a joke, makes a lot of bosses a lot easier. So um, one thing I'd recommend for people that want to play this game is to watch a speed run of it. So I did, you know, just to prep for it, because I think it's really good to just watch a speed run and just see what really great players do. And Honestly, there's not a lot of there are zips and stuff where they clip and that. But honestly, just understanding how you kill certain enemies and how you'd approach a level is really useful. You know, when to jump, when to whip, etc. So I really like that quite a bit. Um, One other thing uh, that I have done is when I got the NES Classic, this is a game that I played a lot of. So I've been playing this game probably since I've got the NES Classic and I made it past um, the two bosses. Were they both uh, the two mummies? And I think I made it past um, Frankenstein. So I made it about as far as you guys did, too. And I think at one point I, I just at one point I was playing this game. I just was playing it every evening and I just got to a point where it clicked And I just Mm -hmm. was wrecking bosses and moving through the game. And I think once you get to the point where the game clicks and you kind of understand the weapons and the and the pacing of things, you know, the game just kind of unlocks, you know, and I I, I think we just in one session, I made it through like two bosses I had never beat before just because the game just started (laughs) making sense, you know. So, yeah, NES Castlevania is a really fun game. 
Um, I'm going to give it a really high rating. Spoiler alert for historical significance. Again, we did Metroid before and we're doing Castlevania now. Um, you know, that's a little bit of uh, a little bit of uh, curation on our part, because, again, these two games make Metroidvanias, which are a very common indie game trope now. And this game is massively historically significant, just taking into effect you know, the entire franchise history and it's a show now, which is amazing. So, you know, this game is very important uh, to it and you need to play it. But I, I, I really am getting ahead of myself in the rating part, but I, I just really enjoy playing this game. And like you said, Travis, I really appreciated your comparison to Ghosts and Goblins. I think both games are really great at building tone, mm-hmm. although Castlevania is just a way better game. You're, you're totally right oh, on absolutely. that. It doesn't make me want to die and put my controller away because every time I die in Castlevania, it doesn't show me the entire overworld again. And like Dracula's <laughs> a bad guy and spends 50 minutes to get me to you know play it. I can come right back into it. I can continue. Um, that's not too much of a penalty to continue. Actually, you just start over. Um, every stage has about three sex segments to it. And you just start over at the beginning of the stage, which I think is really, really fair. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're, you're not, it's not, there's not too much of a penalty to it, but death does matter. So yeah, I, I, I really respect that aspect of Castlevania. Yeah. You said that Castlevania didn't make you want to stop playing it. I, I do think that when I first got through like, I guess my fifth or sixth time through those two mummies, I might have wanted to stop playing it, but once I got through them, I was okay. Man, those guys were the first really, really difficult boss fight, I thought. Yeah, no, I, I felt like the two mummies, uh, def- that's where the difficulty curve kind of like kicks up a little bit. Strangely, I just wrecked them my first time, so I don't know what I did. I just kept throwing holy water and whipping the shit out of them. Maybe I just cheesed it or something. I don't know, but that I is, thought they were yeah. That's how easy. I eventually got past them too. Was using holy water. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah the that first seems time to I be came. holy water seems to be like almost OP. worthless for oh, normal yeah. monsters, but a lifesaver when it comes to fighting yep. the mo- the bosses. <laughs> um. So, uh, John, you had mentioned that when you got the NES Classics, this is a game that you played a lot of. This was actually one of the first games I loaded up when I got the NES Classic. Um, shortly after getting it, I, I had a friend come over so that he could check it out, too. And we sat down and it was like the first game we jumped into and we just took turns playing through Castlevania. And it was it was a blast. Now, I, I actually never played Castlevania as a kid. My first time playing it was uh, they released a bunch of like Nintendo classic games on uh, the Game Boy, and I had picked it up for uh, Game Boy Advance and played it for the first time on the Game Boy. But um, just uh, it, you know, just reliving it on the NES Classic, playing it with a friend, uh, us you know passing the controller back and back or back and forth. It was just a great time. It's a great game, and it still holds up really well. There's a there's a few things that don't really hold up super well like uh you know the controls work pretty well for a nintendo game considering how few buttons you have to work with like travis i kept i I really wanted to just be able to aim above me sometimes oh yeah (laughs) and yeah i kept accidentally using my special attack when i didn't mean to 
it would also be nice to be able to aim at an angle. <laughs> but again, there is no way to do that. Uh, the stairs are kind of weird because you have to stand at the bottom of the steps and then hold up to navigate up the stairs. And um, the, like you can't just like jump onto where the stairs are and then push up to like, you know, go up halfway you you have to like start at the bottom and then it's kind of feels slow when you're going up the stairs especially if a monster spawns after you've already started going up the stairs and, and you're kind of stuck uh so that was kind of weird and getting down the stairs can be rough too especially if there's like a pit and usually i didn't even try it if i could just jump it i would because <laughs> trying to like walk up to the edge of the stairs and push down to go down the stairs almost every time I just fall. So that, that was a little frustrating, but overall, like the controls hold up, the game holds up. It's hard, but it doesn't feel punishing. The fact that the stages are broken up into like, I think each stage has like three segments. Is that what you said it was, John? That seems about right. Yeah. Three or four. So even if you die, you don't have to start the entire stage over unless you run out of lives. It uh, it, it goes a long way to kind of like not feel overly punishing, even if it is very difficult. Uh, I didn't manage to beat this one. I got all the way to Frankenstein's monster, and that's kind of where I got stuck before uh, running out of time before we had to come review this. But um, I will probably pick it up again. And uh, who knows, maybe I'll uh, end up beating this one one day. All right, so Castlevania has a pretty far-reaching legacy. Uh, I mean, there's even an entire genre named after it. So uh, let's uh, start with you, John. What do you have to say about Castlevania's legacy? Yeah, it's really rich. If you look at the NES Classic, it's got Castlevania, it's got Castlevania 2, Simon's Quest, uh, Castlevania 3, I believe was the last game on the Nintendo. It lived on in the Castlevania games on the Super Nintendo, and it had a life well beyond that on the Game Boy Advance. And the PlayStation, none of those games I really played. I sort of stopped after the Super Nintendo game. I'm just curious, what, what games have you all played? I played all three of them on the NES at one point. I fired up Castlevania three very briefly be before the review episode here, and I didn't remember any of it, but I think I've played it before. Uh, I played Castlevania four on the Super Nintendo at a friend's house back in the day, and I'd say the one that I've probably played the most out of all of them is Symphony of the Night. Um, I heard great things about it, and then there was a PSP Castlevania that released that had symphony of the night as an unlockable if you got so far i basically bought that just to play far enough to get unlock symphony of the night and then i was stuck on that for a long time that is a really really good game yeah so i've played uh the original and then uh since getting the nintendo classic and super nintendo classic i've tried all the castlevanias that were included with those i've also played uh lament of innocence and curse of darkness which were on the playstation 2 um I have that same PSP game you mentioned, Travis. And I bought it specifically because I wanted to play Symphony of the Night. Because yeah. by the time I, you know, 
knew that I wanted to play that, trying to track down a copy on PlayStation was not easy and very expensive. So I was yeah. like, all right, this will be a great introduction to the series. And then it turns out that you have to unlock it. And the, the game you have to play to unlock it, Rondo of Blood, is really hard. <laughs> so I never... It was very hard. I never actually got to unlock Symphony of the Night on the PSP. <laughs> the so. reason that I first installed custom firmware on my PSP was to install cheat engine so I could get to it and unlock it. <laughs> nice. I know. I So I technically own Symphony of the Night, but have never played it because I haven't been able to unlock it. <laughs> So that's that's my uh, my experience with the Castlevania games. Boo. Uh, that sucks. <laughs> that would be awesome to be able to play it, too. So, yeah, I mean, there's like, uh, you know, Castlevania was on the Game Boy and Game Boy Advance, PlayStation. And then the latest game, which was Castlevania Lords of Shadow 2, which came out on the PlayStation 3, 360 and PC, which I haven't played that. But uh, it lives on. And I imagine like... Um, konami is going to do a new version and they're probably going to try to tie it in with the show and like we you know we reviewed in the you know uh previous episode castlevania is now a tv show and it's fantastic you should watch it somebody didn't listen to our last episode and you heard this one yeah watch that castlevania show on netflix it's really good it's really good um now does any of the castlevania characters show up in any of like a fighting game did do you guys remember them showing up in any of that, you know, like as a crossover? I know they never were in Smash or anything like that. Well, it's funny you should say that because with the new Smash Brothers, they are introducing Simon Belmont as a uh, as a playable character. Ah, cool. Yeah, that, that'll be really great. That'll yeah, be really great. Outside of that, I I don't know if they've ever had any Castlevania characters crossover into any other games. And uh, like we've mentioned on the show before, um, Simon Belmont is a character in Captain and the Game Master. And apparently we're going to review every NES game to take us around full circle. And I think we've actually done that. I think we've reviewed Kid Icarus, Castlevania. Oh, no, we haven't reviewed Mega Man yet. We need to review Mega Man. And then we're going to get almost all the original characters that were in Captain N. So look forward to that Mega Man review (laughs) coming up real soon for the Captain N series. Yeah, so Castlevania has been very influential, you know, not just having games released on most of the major consoles, you know, it's been very influential. The, The there's an entire genre named after it. Uh, some of the mechanics they introduced in the game have shown up in countless platformers and action, you know, platformers. It's a, it's a huge series and it's, you know, it, it holds a special place in a lot of people's hearts here. Uh, moving forward, I'm sure, you know, with the success of the Netflix show, we're going to see some new Castlevania games on the horizon. Uh, Simon is being introduced as a playable character in the new Smash Brothers. So uh, Castlevania is getting a little love from the Smash universe here. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's been an important series in video game history. All right, gentlemen, it is time for us to uh, rate Castlevania on the ghost scale. Travis, where would you place it? 
you know, minor issues with the controls aside, I don't even need two ratings for this, like one with or without historical significance. I'm just going to give it a must play across the board. I think it's, it's a really solid game through and through. And, you know, if you're interested in the history of video games and, you know, the biggest names on the NES, then you probably have already played this, but seriously, anybody who likes action platforming games, you should check this out. It's great. John. If you want to find out where they got a really good idea for the game Shovel Knight, there's a couple games you need to play. The first game you need to play is DuckTales on the NES, also by Konami. Or Capcom, rather. I'm sorry. And then you also need to play Castlevania, because Shovel Knight is basically a mashup of both of those games, and uh, it's, it's really great. So Castlevania is really great, and it's extremely important in gaming history and for that i give it a must play but it's also really fun i believe it holds up it's not gaming perfection and i know that's heresy to some but it's really really good and it's fun it doesn't miss the fun it's not absolutely crazy punishing you can beat the first stage you can beat the first bat boss you know just just grab the the uh, the axe get in the corner and throw that axe up in the air and that bat will die so you can beat the first level it's not too hard and then you can beat the second boss and then you can continue on and beat the other boss and just like anything takes time and and you'll do it but this game's fun it's great if you've got an nes classic play it if you don't have an nes classic buy one and then play it and if you don't have that play it on the game boy advance and if you can't do that well it's hopeless but the universe isn't without hope because you can play Castlevania. So play it. It's great. All right. I'm uh, actually going to break from the group here and I'm going to just give it a rad. Um, I mean, I did have a lot of fun with this game. I'm definitely going to play it some more. Uh, and I, I fully expect that I'll pick it up here and there. But if you're looking for an action platformer, I'd say it's not even the best action platformer that's on the Nest Classic. Still worth a you know, giving it a shot, but I just not quite up to the must play standard. So I'm giving it just a solid rad. Can I ask you a question, Tim, to follow that up? Go for it. Okay, so it's not the best action platformer on the NES Classic. What's better than Castlevania as an action platformer on the NES Classic? I'm just curious what you'd say. I would place Metroid above it. Interesting. I, oh man. Travis, (laughs) would you? Would you? I no, I would not. I'd put Castlevania above Metroid. I'm looking at the the box. I have it on my desk here. Um, I would say that's probably that and Mega Man 2 were kind of arguing for best action platformer. I would say I like Metroid better than Castlevania. So I'm with you, Tim, but it's it. Yeah, I had more fun playing it. But Mega Man 2 is better than both of those games, um, in my opinion. Uh, it's perfection so i don't know yeah huh hmm. i think we're not i think uh, i know what we're going to review next by the way for christmas <laughs> that's going to be a christmas <laughs> enhanced review i think but um yeah wow i mean i like castlevania a lot but i think i like metroid more hmm. i think castlevania is a better game though hmm. Ooh, i yeah i would say metroid just my personal opinion here metroid is a better game but castlevania is pretty solid 
As far as Mega Man 2, uh, well, it sounds like we're going to be doing a review on that soon, so I will uh, hold my thoughts for our uh, episode. Yeah, great. Cheerful Ghost Radio is brought to you by CheerfulGhost.com and our theme music is by Creo. Make sure you head over to Cheerful Ghost to let us know what you think of the show and thanks for listening. <laughs>